Red boy. Let me hang up with you. Got it all set up. No technical difficulties, man. <clears throat> hey, you hear me still? Oh man! Check your mic right quick. It's a little, uh, it's a little staticky. Right now, that better. That's a little. It's about the same. Maybe it's just mine. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Hey, it's not my fault. Productions, a little static on my end. Trevo, well, well, well. I'm finally here. Hey, man. So your name's Trevo up there. Trevo everywhere. All right. Are we right now? Yeah, we'll be starting in two minutes. Two minutes, but um. Yep, this show is just for us spitballing, just like our normal conversations on the phone. Gives the regular people a say. I know mainstream media doesn't normally get out everyone's viewpoints, so this is going to be a show just for regular people just like me and you to come get our ideas and hopefully create a platform for influencing because influencers are become more and more important now than ever, especially with this main push for mainstream media. I'm a follower. I'm a sheep. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about the sheep, bro. Does it sound good? Does Trevo sound good? Go ahead, Trevo. Do mic check. Mic check. One two one two. Sound good. Yeah, you're a little staticky. I guess uh, Laylee ain't got no good computer over there. But hey, we got visual and we're all good. Starting in 30 seconds, approximately. You say what? Myra's on stream from a car or something. Yeah. Does it sound too bad? You can't hear it. All right, whatever, whatever. Static key or no static key. We have the main man, Trevo, with us. It is currently 1230. First ever show, uh, Real Talk with Randy Boy. Um, it means a lot to me. Real Talk with Randy Boy. Just the name means a lot to me. Uh, back in the day, I was a football player, and I couldn't say everything's all, all the things I wanted to say. I was kind of censored. I was self-censored as, as long with the uh, coaches censoring me. So that was Brian Randolph speaking, and Brian Randolph, he didn't have his own voice, and so that's why I want to reinvent myself and go by Randy Boy and have this platform where everything I say is authentic and real. But um, first guest um, on this show to have an authentic and real show, can't think of anyone better to bring on than the real Travaris Salisbury, also known as Trevo, Papa Trevo. The girls call him Trevo Bear. What's up, Trevo? Trevo Bear, bro. <laughs> what up, Randy Boy? Yeah, man. What up, man? Uh, Trevo Bear, let me tell you a little bit about him. He's uh, We met in college. Both went to University of Tennessee. Uh, both were some freak athletes. Both got our career shut down due to uh, premature injury, but that's what football is, 100% injury rate. 
uh, Trebo, his career got shut down a little bit before mine. So before he finished out his college career, he actually had a chance to be a college coach as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I know him from being my teammate as long as well as my coach and best friend. He's also a roommate for me for about five years in college. And we had a lot of real talk. So without further ado, there's no one to get into real talk with better than Trevo. And let's get into the topics, man. Uh, starting today, let's start Let's start with some Trevo topics, man. What do, what do you want to bring to the table? Oh, go ahead. Tell them how you first met, man. Depression that was running across your face inside of that uh, facility. Me and George were walking out and you were walking in with a. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey. I was like, you good? Yeah. What's your name? Brian. Bro, you look so sad. And I was like, why are you so sad? Like, I look so I'm, I'm happy to be alone and away from my parents. And boy, you look like you've been a car. Hey, hey, well, let me touch on that right quick. Uh, Trevo's experience with camp is a little bit different than mine. As you can see, Trevo's body type is a little bit different than mine. I'm a little smaller. And so when camp starts, I just know I'm going to get messed up. I know I'm going to get hurt. My shoulder is going to come loose. And my brain's going to hurt. And so little fun fact about Randy Boy, uh, each football season, uh, camp was the most depressing, trying time of my life. Because I know I ain't going to back down from pain. And I know what I'm getting myself into. I know it's going to be a, large, a long season. And I just didn't have the body to to deal with it like Trevo. I don't weigh 300-something pounds. I can't run full speed into somebody and not feel it like Trevo. So, yeah, we met. The first time I met him was the most depressing time of my life, leaving my family. I was the man in Atlanta. Had to go to Tennessee where no one knew me. Uh, had to play only defense, so I'm not a star anymore. But running into Trevo uh, really brightened up my time. He made my time in uh, Tennessee a lot better. Uh, having him to go into each and every camp with me made all my camps much better. So I was really depressed for no reason. Uh, didn't know I was going to meet such a great guy in Trevo. So I appreciate you lifting my spirits when we first met. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we, we were about to go out and try to find some girls. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, but we, we made it through. Um, got through the dark times, and we had a lot of fun times as well. But um, one of the topics, uh, I, I do want to talk about the dark times, the dark times in uh, sports. Let's talk about the injury aspect of it and how that played out in your career, Trevo. Which time, bro? You know. The, the ending. The injury was a humbling experience to begin with. Yeah. And then after that, mm -hmm. it just felt like, Everything went downhill from there. Like the first, my first, like legit injury was um, it was Oregon. I was coming off like you know, well, it was not Oregon. It was a uh, we played Troy. We played Troy, and that's my first season. You were hurt that season. You know, you had your ACL surgery. It's my first time playing. My first time yeah. playing against Alabama. I'm hot. I big hit. You know, I come out there. My first game, I made two TFLs, like six something tackles. I get in the media, you know, first first time as a not even summer, I was yeah, a freshman, I think I was like a sophomore or something like that. And then um the stardom, I wouldn't call it stardom, it was just like the little bit of like hype around your name gave me the big head. And I think I, I, I was hard headed, you know what I mean? And, and I was like, all right, we'll stick your tail down real quick and be humble. 
take it as it comes and, and don't yeah. brag and boast about it. Like, this is the moment you were supposed to be in. There's no need to be bigger than mm-hmm. anybody else. And it definitely brought me down to a reality. You know what I mean? Like, when you, you get hurt, you sit down in the sideline and your name start to dissipate. You know what I mean? And other people's names start to blow up. You're like, damn. This is what he was trying to teach me. This, this would never be like that. I'd never feel this way if I was just evenly healed. You know what I mean? And it's appreciative more than I was thinking that I was the man. But um, yeah, hey. injury stuff, bro. Yeah, you uh, you um, you definitely hit it on the head right there. You said, "Do I know what you mean?" I'm a hundred percent know what you mean when an injury will humble a person. Because if you don't recall, you you did get injured before I did. And I used to pick at you every day in the locker room. Yeah. I'm like, ha ha, Trevor, I told you the only reason you got girls because you played football. The only reason you got girls because you played football. See, I get girls because I look good too. <laughs> and I play football. But as soon as Trevor got hurt and his name wasn't um, all around town, the girls stopped coming. And I was like, I thought that was proof that, hey, man, you only got girls because you played football. And then I tell you, uh, two years later, tore my ACL. Never had an Instagram model hit up my line again. And so it all came back full circle. And that's why I go with the line. I look like Trevo. Every single girl that calls me cute now, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm too humble to accept that. Please don't call me sexy. I look just like the next man. I look like Trevo because I found out um, through my uh, experience of being injured that there is power in the position. And Especially women, they love position. And that brings me to a, a nice little um, rollover to our next topic. Um, it's the dating world. Because I know I experienced a change in dating after I stopped playing football. I know you did as well. But can you just speak on the overall dating scene here in America and how you feel about it? I think all relationships, I'm not going to say all relationships, but there are good relationships out there. You know what I mean? Like there's still true love. I believe in that. I wish I had my parents' love or love was like when our parents were growing up, you know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. relationships now are transactional, bro. If I don't do one thing, if I don't do yeah. something for you, you know what I mean? You won't find the next person that will do it. That's, mm-hmm. that's personally how I feel. I feel like there's no loyalty in relationships. But not, I'm not saying that I was saying, you know what I mean? Because I've done my I've yeah. done my dirt in the past. But like, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, because I thought I was that guy, you know, I could do that. Um, sometimes you, yeah. you get humble, you know what I mean? And then, like I say, you get humble, you, you realize like that other person has feelings too, you know what I mean? And most people don't realize mm-hmm. that. I don't, I don't think people buy into other people's having feelings because they've been hurt so bad. So they're so deep down in this hole that they just worried about me, 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 and not the other person. And I feel like, um, there's too many back doors in relationships nowadays, you know what I mean? That Instagram, mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing when we were social media wasn't a thing you know what i mean like what's the saying yeah. a, a shoulder cry on can easily be a, the ride on you know what i mean like like when they when they're sad or stuff ain't going right in their relationship they don't know how to just stand you know be still be still in the moment and try to learn and figure out what's going on but People always want to sign up on a tape route. Like, just belong, belong there. Just matter. I don't want to divorce. They don't want to work through things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know, man. I think they, they don't yeah. realize, like, that pact when you get married, 
that pack isn't just with you and that person, it's you, that person, and forward. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Teach his own. I personally, I think the dating scene is scary. Um, I'm blessed to have a, a good girlfriend now. I've, I've been through it in the past where I didn't have good relationships, but yeah, I can't complain. Yeah, and uh, I just want to break this down a little bit, um, a little bit into parts and see all the players and and the that's responsible for this uh, dating shambles that's going on in America. So the first section of the parties involved that I want to uh, look further into is the men. Like men in America definitely have a lot of responsibility for the failed relationships. Men aren't. Uh, traditional men. They haven't been men of God. They haven't been men of substance. And I feel like a lot of women are seeing that. And um, I think that's destroying women as well. But yeah, yeah, they're seeing the reflection and they're seeing that there's not enough real men to go around. And so then they lower their standards and then they defile themselves by being with a no good man. And as a man, I can say a lot of fault lies with us. A lot of men, um, myself included, uh, we play victim to the the head downstairs. You know, we start thinking with a different head and a big problem that I think um, is with these relationships is the abstinence feature. And a lot of people want to say that women hold the key to um, the sex life. I think it should be on the man to hold the key. I think a man should step up into his uh, elevated mindset, his lack of emotions, his logical mindset. And if he ain't going to love the girl and she's not smart enough to see that uh, this is not her husband, I think he needs to be the one to abstain. Because, like, you can put it on the women to abstain all day, but personally, I never met a woman to say no that, that wanted me, especially when I was in position. It was The onus was always on me to say no. And... I just don't think there's enough men out here saying no to these no good women or to these good women as well and end up in turn messing them up. So what do you, what do you, how do you feel about this abstinence thing that, you know, go ahead. So I can say I'll abstain from messing around with like, I don't even know if I can say it. Just say like a hose. You know what I mean? Like I won't entertain that no way. Because it, it's not something, there's nothing of substance in there. You know what I mean? Like I want something else. At this age, personally, I want a relationship full of substance. Mm-hmm. That ain't that ain't nothing but feeling like you said, head downstairs. You know what I mean? That's temporary and then you just don't want more. It's like itch that don't go away. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's don't go away. You don't, you're not fulfilled by it. Um, oh, oh, okay. Can you see me? Uh, yeah, 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 you're not fulfilled by it, but uh, I agree with you, bro. Like, I will abstain to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do me. I'm not gonna overdo it. I'm not gonna be addicted to it. I don't need it all the time. But yeah, I ain't. You know me. I ain't abstaining, bro. Yeah, Just, yeah. I know you, Trevor. To each his own, and I think um, that's true with a lot of things. But when it comes to uh, sex. I think we're all human and we all feel like it's a spiritual bond. And I feel like you're you're halfway there. You say you don't want to mess with these so-called hoes, but um I'm willing, I'm I'm gonna try to challenge you not to mess with the good girls because those are the ones that I think need to be protected the most. 
Like the the good girls is the ones I try not to defile because they're trying to do right. You know what I mean? These girls, like these girls out here to talk to everybody. If I'm going to entertain a girl, it's going to be one of them. It's one of them. I don't feel sorry for you. We both know what you're doing. We both know why you're here. And yeah, yeah. And so that's how I stopped uh, messing or stopped messing around completely. I stopped with the good girls first. So I was like, hey, I'm not going to ruin this girl's life. She likes me too much. I care about her. I'm not going to mess with her. This girl that messes with all my team, come on over. We can hang out. We can have a good time. And then after doing that for a while, it's, I started realizing I don't even want to mess with the bad girls. Like that's not that don't that's like the itch that never goes away. And then you gotta uh, just be on her list with everybody else, and it was never satisfying for me. But the way I stopped was um, I stopped focusing on the thoughts because I ain't trying to protect them. Don't really care about them. I started looking at the queens, if you will, the godly women, the women that love the Lord, the women that mean no harm, aren't looking for a buck, aren't trying to entrap you, aren't trying to run you. Those are the ones that um, I tried to take care of first. And to be honest, my judgment of those girls wasn't 100% at first. I used to think the good girls were the hoes and some of the hoes were the good girls. And with that being said, that's why I just started treating all women the same. I let them all get a pass, Trayvon. You know me. These girls want to do something. I'm like, girl, you you're, you're, you don't want me like you think you do. You're just a little confused. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I give every, each and every girl a pass as much as I can. You know, I ain't perfect either. I have my mess ups. Um, but, yeah, men, the dating game, it's uh, it's a man's game. I don't care what any of these simps say. The women own something. No, men run this thing. They need to start running like they used to and stop. Men are the catch. Personally, mm, they are. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. Mm. Society might not push that narrative, but I think men are the catch. We provide, you know what I mean? We protect. All I ask is just for you to be loyal, you know what I mean? I don't ask for either side. Like, we have to have status to get any girl, mm. you know what I mean? You gotta have a job, you gotta have something going for you, you gotta have some kind of money, you know, what I mean? you gotta be doing something, you know what I mean? Your girl should just walk around and be and just have books. And get whatever it is she wants. You know, so what does that? Mm-hmm. How does that make you valuable? You know what I mean? Especially, especially yeah, yeah. with a bunch of dudes, your value goes down. You know what I mean? Not to say like men going around and being with a bunch of dudes it doesn't value you. I, don't, I personally don't think it does. It, I think it's different, but I'm never getting into that conversation. Um, but yeah, I feel like. Um, ooh, go away. My bad. So, so you say you don't think that uh that's that's the one contrary to you said men going around don't get the value by being with women is that what's your point not as much no not as much yeah i, I feel like i agree yeah. that. but um that's not a hundred percent you know i think men still devalue no, themselves yeah, that's by, I, uh, I feel like it's just not as much just not as much you know what i mean yeah, it's not as much, and I agree with that, but people tend to overlook how much. You know, just because we're not out here getting wrecked like these women are, getting, like, crying and tears, getting our whole life turned upside down, it is hurting us spiritually, I think. I think it's harder for one woman to satisfy, especially for me. I can only speak for myself. It's harder for one woman to satisfy me when I've been with all of Knoxville, all of the city I've been with. You know what I mean? And it just becomes, like, it's not as valuable to me 
and I can get it from anywhere. And then I become desensitized to what I'm actually doing. Like they, they, I see like, I can't, sometimes I would hang out with girls and they start crying and say they love me. And I'd be like, I just don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Look back and I can mm. see how it happened. You know, I fed into the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would tell them all the sweet nothing they wanted to hear. And and then you get to that situation where they, where they, you know what I mean? Where they say they love you. You just like, whoa, like, how'd you get here? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that, mm -hmm. that comes with like age. I think that comes with age. Like, yeah. definitely maturity helped develop that, that thought process. And that's why I don't. Yeah. Know. And and with the, with the maturity, even um, I stopped whispering sweet nothings to them. And, uh, you know, they still find themselves catching feelings. And I think that's biology. And I think that goes to your point. Like, it's more crucial for a woman, you know, to protect herself than it is for a man. But at the same time, it's crucial for both of us to do the protecting. And I think it's on the man to protect them. So I think we need to start and stop, stop running through them like there's some uh, – you know, sex machines and stop turning them into hoes. Cause like there can't be a woman hoe unless men turn them in that way. You say what? We appreciate each other. One needs the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, were, we were meant to be in union, not divided. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you talk about the union and we mentioned both parties. Women don't need to give it up. Men don't need to take it. But I want to talk about the third player in this relationship. There's a third player in this relationship that I believe is breaking up a lot of relationships in America. And that third player is the government. The government has came in and in every relationship, they incentivize bad behavior only for the woman. So now, like people in this society, like my brother, uh, people in the dating range trying to find good women, it makes it harder for us because a lot of women, um, get sucked into bad behavior because they get paid for it. Like we live in a time where if a woman lays down with a man, she can get paid for taking that man's baby for no fault of the man. She can have the option to de destroy the baby. She can have the option to um, take half the man's money if they get married. So I believe it's just a bunch of um, factors put in by a third party that's also incentivizing this bad behavior that I really want to touch on right quick. You have any add to that? So um, the one thing that I cannot stand that the government is doing is that they're paying women for divorce on like without a woman getting beat or a man cheating without any malpractice happening. A woman can say I want a divorce based off being unhappy and with that being a clause for women, it's going to lead to bad women. And I don't think it's a woman thing. So a lot, like a lot of men get crazy saying like women are just naturally bad. It's like, no, men would be in the same boat. Men would do the same thing if we were getting paid to take our kids from the mom and uh, get, go out of state, especially if the mom's making a decent amount of money. There will be a lot more cases of men doing the same thing. So. That's why I don't want to place that on women. Women ought not to use the system to get over on men, but it shouldn't even be in a system where men uh, can get ran over like that and the kid gets given to the statistically the worst parent. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I know a lot of stuff like that be happening in America and 
I just think when you you have a way out of something that's supposed to be forever and you incentivize that way, you're just asking for trouble. And ever since these marriage laws uh, started happening in the 1970s, the black households that have two parents have went from like 70% down to like some crazy number, like 30 or 20%. And that was simply when they started introducing these uh, crazy laws to help us get divorced pretty much she with child, child support she get big mm-hmm. half for what that blows yeah. my mind it's crazy it, and it doesn't make sense it's not good for the mom because she ends up being alone and it's not good for the kids because they end up being in a single uh parent household and you know most single parent households is where the jail population comes from a lot of you know depression and Acting up in school comes from single households, and it's a lot of bad stuff that comes from single households. It's obvious that a man and a woman are the best parents for kids, but the government, everything the government is pushing seems to be against that. And I think that that player really needs to be highlighted because um, they do a good job at pinning women and men against each other. And that's going to bring me into probably our final topic of the day. Um, This is a Randy Boyd topic. It's going to be uh a topic of propaganda i know uh, i'm gonna let trevo chime in here but just my thing is uh it's the basis of what this show wants to be art i want this show to be about i want it to be a show about unity bringing people together um but even more so than that i want it to be authentic uh, a lot of things in mainstream media it's just polarizing uh propaganda and with how obviously polarizing and that diversive the uh media is it's crazy how how effective it is how it's been working and tearing people apart um they use black versus white men versus women gay versus straight the democrats versus republican and pro-life pro-choice yeah and it's all just designed to have us divided and going at each other when we're really on the same team because through all this propaganda that happened the past uh, three years that I've been witnessing, I've been in the financial game uh, for the last three years as well with my main job. And I've seen how the ultra rich has systematically take take money from the uh, middle class and put it into their pockets. Yeah, and they give you a little stipend and then they tell you to uh, go fight about gun laws and go fight about abortion laws when really I think America can all stand together and say, in a period, so let me tell you the facts, in a period, the last three years, America as a whole lost $14 trillion. In that same period, the ultra rich who already own 90% of the money has taken $4 trillion from the um, working class, the middle class into their pockets, primarily through big pharma, but the main one is through finance by just simply, simply shorting the stock market they took all the working classes money because they knew the country was going down. And that's how a new billionaire was created on average every day of the pandemic. Over 500 new billionaires were created. The average billionaire um, before the pandemic earned 30%, added 30% revenue to their money. And 30% of a billion dollars is crazy, especially in a time when we're going downhill. And during that time, all they could talk about was Black Lives Matter, um, gay versus straight, pro-lifers, 
all they wanted to talk about was stuff that I think the American people truly, um, th there are important topics, but I think the American people truly would rather not getting robbed and having the standard of living crushed for the, the working American class based off You say what? Because you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that it's all by design. Nope, they don't want you realizing how much you've been getting robbed and how much they've been making off our suffering. Like even though they report energy earnings, record revenue, food record revenue, gas record revenue, all all the things were record revenue, but they don't want us talking about it. It's like how are you making? record profits in a time when we're dying you know what i mean our country is going down we're yeah no we're about to be in the depression i, I told I, I told you i saw this uh stat the other day during the depression uh, the average household made five thousand dollars and in today's money that's eighty eight thousand. and so like if the average person in today was making eighty eight thousand, we would be in a depression just like to the, or 1930, but the average household today is making 30,000. So I'm saying we're well, way worse off than we were during the worst time of the Great Depression. And nobody wants to talk about it. They want to talk about all this stuff to be divisive, all this stuff that truly, I believe people would not care if they looked at the numbers. If they saw the numbers, I, people would not be all bent over about gay people getting married, approach it's like that is important those are important topics and all that but really why are you robbing us legally and not talking about it and then to put the cherry on top you try to divide us against each other personally it's just an obvious case of divide and conquer and that's pretty much what i really want this show to be about i'm tired of these fake uh people being put in position to be leaders um influencers when they don't have our best interests at heart so this show is about being the best or bringing the best interests of the people and bringing it to light and that one topic that sits home to me is the finance because i think beyond what your uh socialistic or your political values are the money speaks for itself and we we work too hard i know i work too hard to have my money get taken away from me like it did over three years and yeah, I, I think the whole American country can agree that, hey, don't let our money inflate. Don't let our economy go to nothing. And don't let these billionaires, ultra billionaires who own 90 percent of our money, double their money at the same time. Like, I believe that's what people would really be interested on and voting for. Like, if we're going to have an election, let's vote for don't let these greedy people, don't let these corporations tank our economy and take our money versus don't let gay people get married. Uh, don't let people kill their kids, all this stuff they want you to talk about. But no, we got two minutes left. Um, Trevo, I appreciate you joining with us. I'm gonna let you give you, give you your chance to have some closing thoughts, man. I ain't had no closing thoughts, bro. That was a good conversation. I thought a lot of people need to hear something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that 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 is a good. Um, that's the phrase of this. I want people to be able to think for themselves. Don't don't take what I'm saying 
and go go to the bank with it. Have a cognitive mind. Don't be a sheep. Sit there and say, if someone's telling me something, uh, is it true? Um, do can I prove it? And that leads me into my topic for uh, next week, or probably not next week. I'll be back to uh, 30th. I'm gonna have Trayvon on again some other time. Next time I get Trayvon on, though, um, I do want to talk about not believing everything you hear. One day I want to talk about, hey man, hey man, did we go to the moon? I don't, I don't know, Trayvon. Is is the worth Earth round and just floating? I haven't seen it, you know what I mean? I've been told, I've been told, but you haven't seen it either. So, hey, we can all do better and just not believing everything we hear. I'm not here to say that we ain't been to the moon or that the earth is flat. I'm here to say, I don't know. And if I read the Bible, it sounds like it sounds like the earth's flat, but hey, I believe in the Bible. Uh, I believe what I can see with my eyes. I had never seen someone on the moon. They had the technology back in 1970. Uh, we went through a technology. Hey. No, 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 no. We hey, 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 that's for next time. We're right. Hey, hey, this last little fact. I'm going to hold myself back. You know, I'm going to argue. I'm going to hold myself back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hey, hey, we ain't arguing now. We're going to argue later, man. But let me let me talk my stuff. We ain't been to the moon since 1970. And then we went underwent the technology a uh, boom and now we don't have the technology to get back there we have all the radars all the wi-fi now that we didn't have then but we can't get back to the moon now we should be able to get back to the moon on half the price it cost back then but hey our the facts say something different hey we can't get there no more but hey that's for next time me and trevo um we're gonna talk about the moon we're gonna talk about some other conspiracies Hey, <laughs> Trevo, all I know is your forehead not flat. Got some wrinkles in it. You know, so, hey, hey. Oh, I'm going to get you. And that's when the show ends. The show ends. But, hey, Trevo, get your forehead ironed out, a little wrinkly, been folded up too long. I love you, man. You always been a great friend. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> I got a big old knot on my forehead from playing the egg. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Hey. But at least, hey, we both been humbled. We both know we ugly. We look like Trevo. And these yeah, girls only good. wanted us because we play football. We look good. You say we what? Look, we look good, bro. Bro, you are you know, a cop. The, the only, only reason dude, you get girls I'm the out, only dude on the face bro. of the earth who can look this good with wrinkles on the forehead. The only one. That's Hey, I would, bro, I used to think the same thing about myself. I'm the only dude that have this big forehead and get girls. But it's because I was in position, bro. You're a cop now. Girls love you because you got the suit on. You walk up to them and they think oh, you look good. Oh, 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 Lose that bad, bro, and you gonna be in the same boat with me, girlless as I ever seen one, man. But hey, hey, we, hey. Hopefully that never happens. Hey. Um, I'm glad we got humbled, but uh, appreciate you, Trayvon Bear. You be safe out there. Hey, God bless you, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll tune in again for another real talk. Um, it's episode number one, not too bad. Might have had some chats here. My computer froze, so if you sent some chats, just hit me up. But appreciate y'all. Have a great time. God bless. <laughs>